Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily, but some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, um... Listeners surpassed themselves today, Paul. They did. They gave us some fantastic stories. Something actually started on Friday about... When driving instructors push their luck, and it seems many of them have over the years, <laughs> although we did have one very good conscientious driving instructor yes. pushing back, as you'll discover. Um, what else did we do? Michael Fenton Stevens, actor, yeah. uh, head of the Groovy Gang, Only Fools and Horses. You'll have seen him in everything. Podcaster. Uh, Mike joined us to play Celebrity Combination. Ian Danter joined us. Yeah. Jude Bellingham's brother. Yeah. Joe. That's, that's not Ian Danter. No, that's, that's that not wasn't Ian Danter. The news. To talk about that, because could they be the new Charlton's and Neville's of English football? And um, that's just all about our it, bits I think. and pieces. Yeah, all our Paul, bits isn't and it? pieces from our chat and your call. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. Um, I was driving home from uh, a lovely weekend in the West Country this weekend yeah. where I did two shows, one in St. Austell, which was absolutely banging, and, and Linton on Sunday night. You were telling us about Linton. It yes. sounds amazing, the journey into Linton. Yes. It's, the journey into Linton is you've got the, you've got the uh, you go across the, basically the North Devonshire Moors, yeah. um, and you've got the moors on your left, and then more or less a sheer cliff drop, and, the, and there's the sea. Wow. And you're about 300 foot up. And then every every hill is sort of up twenty percent and it's not and round corners. It's and not when you get to be on your Channel Five show, uh, <laughs> Hell on the Highway. Hell on the motorway, motorway, Hell on the Highway. Look at this idiot. Yeah. <laughs> this guy in the pickup truck. What a fool. That's it. It's, I love it. Yeah. I've been watching it's it, Charlie. Good, You've good, got me it? hooked. Yeah. Stressful was the uh, review of my wife's best friend. Really, it that, is stressful. Very stressful. My yeah. mum says she'll never drive ever again yeah. anywhere. So. And if you are watching Charlie's show on Channel Five, <laughs> seven o'clock every Friday, eight o'clock. Boy. Oh, eight o'clock. Sorry, I just don't get oh, well, it I wrong. I record it and watch it at leisure. <laughs> but um, but they yeah they show you it once, and yeah. if you're thinking oh, I'd like to see that again, yeah. don't worry, you will. <laughs> About 40 times. In, in slow motion. Yeah. And From every conceivable bit, and angle. Will, exactly, and just when yeah. you thought, 
They won't show it to you again. Oh, yeah, they will. They'll show it to you again. <laughs> it's a great show, Paul. It's, it is. It's going to be up for a, a lot of awards. It's up for an Emmy, I think. I think. <laughs> is that for an Emmy? I think it's an Emmy. I'm I think it's sure. an Emmy, yeah. Yeah, anyway, lovely, so, gig, lovely gig in Linton, which is like a sort of little model, model village of a... If you could draw a little village on yeah. top of a hill mm. next to the sea, it, it, it was that. Anyway, I was driving back. I, now I've lost my thread. I can't remember what, the, what I was okay, going to tell you, you about. Linton. You were driving back. And I was driving back. Oh, and I was like, there was no sport. And normally I would just have the sport on all the time. Yeah. I no port. Thank goodness. There I was in the car, 10.30 at night. Conte resigned. Oh, yeah. I thought, fantastic. On Sunday, yeah. Straight perfect. on to, straight mm. on to talk sport. Danny Kelly. Straight on to Andy Danny Brassel. Kelly, the yeah. perfect person to talk about it. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Loads of good callers. It was a really good radio. And I nearly rang you, Paul, but I thought you'd be in bed. So I'm surprised uh, that you were surprised because ideally, 20 past 10 on a Sunday is when <laughs> football clubs generally put out big stories like that, isn't it? Not at all. Not the, at all cynical. The, paper, from Tottenham. the papers must absolutely have been furious. Well, they already had their bits written. I was, yeah. We were chatting oh, really? yesterday. Okay. They all had it all lined up. So they were just basically ready to push the button so yeah. if if um if the board there opened that there wouldn't be anything in the papers and it all died down by tuesday yeah. have a look at tuesday's papers <laughs> telegraph sport nagelsman now number one target something we'll discuss with uh, lutz fan and steel his old friend the man who originally said to us we've got this kid at hoffenheim this guy he's amazing yeah. and uh, lutz was always evangelizing about him and on he went to leipzig and bayern and uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll chat to lots. He's over in the States these days working in some Lovely. of we'll chat to him. Uh, now, going to get you involved in some stuff. And something, we, we don't often do this, but on Friday, uh, quite late in the show, Andy brought us a story, I think, of a footballer passing his driving test. Oh, yeah. We got talking about driving instructors. Very nice. And I mentioned that my one of my driving instructors used to take incredible liberties. <laughs> He'd, like, drive me places where he wanted to go and do something. Oh, He'd errands. Say, just turn left here, <laughs> turn right, turn left, and just pull over here. And I was thinking... I'm not going to do a three-point turn. It's like it was his sister's place. Yeah. Let me unpick something up. <laughs> you do an eBay, do do an eBay deliveries yeah. for him. Yeah. They, that was it. Yeah. They probably were. I wonder if anybody's ever tried that. What a lovely so idea. So we did ask you for your stories, and we never got around to any of them because the show became very busy. But I said, I'm going to keep them, and I have. So Rob in Bristol, oh, I hope you're still listening today. Uh, my first instructor would pick me up as soon as I began driving. He'd get the racing post out and pick his horses for the day, <laughs> paying no attention uh, to actually teaching or directing mm. um, Alan Leeds told us my driving instructor once got me to rev reverse Bay Park so he could nip into B&Q and buy a part <laughs> he needed for his toilet <laughs> uh, Aiden uh, or Aiden actually in Germany he says uh, my driving instructor made me go through uh, Mackie D's drive through on my first lesson he got a large Big Mac meal no um, Tom in Bournemouth, uh, during my second ever driving lesson, I must add it was the first of which I was let loose on the roads, the instructor gently said, second left please. I turned into a country lane, uh, which was followed by Big Kev the instructor, having a jimmy and then smoking a cigar. He oh, said, nice. don't worry, I'll add ten minutes on at the end. <laughs> uh, another one, I haven't put their name on it. I passed okay. my test in 2005 and back then... Pass Plus, where you'd go on a motorway, was a thing to lower new driving insurance premiums. Soon as uh, as passed, uh, soon as I passed my test, I spoke to the instructor. He said, hey, "Let's do it this Saturday." As a newly licensed driver, he got me to drive him to visit his son over two hours away. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, I got a certificate, and he got to visit his son. So everyone's oh, a winner. Yeah, very and nice. finally, this is the corker. Okay, this is yeah. uh, from Cliff. I learned to drive back in the 70s in a Triumph Toledo. Oh, beautiful, back, car, a beautiful yeah. car. Uh, my instructor, Alf, would ask me to do an emergency stop. One stationary, Alf would open the bonnet, get out of the car, remove his bread and butter pudding wrapped in tin foil, 
which had been resting on the exhaust oh, manifold. Lovely, warmed it up. Alf would then get back in the car, get out his flask and pour a cup of tea to enjoy his pudding. As I was paying for this regular delay, on pulling away, I would kangaroo the car so that Alf would spill his tea in his lap. He would then criticise my clutch control and advise more lessons. Expensive, but worth yeah, it for the comedy fun. value. Yeah, Thank you very much, Cliff. So that should kick you off. We I'm surprised the to Triumph it. Toledo was reliable <laughs> yeah. enough to, to teach him, to be honest. They weren't. People like sitting at the side of the road in a Triumph. Yeah, that's right. They, they're back in the day. So, look, if you've got, if you want to add to that, because I always, this yeah, is clearly lovely. a rich team. I, I, all I said was, they, driving instructors have been known. They do a brilliant job. We all pass in the end, Touchwood. But some of them over the years, they do take liberties. Yeah. So, if you want to tell us, talksport.com forward slash H and J. Or maybe, maybe you're a driving instructor and you listen well, between yeah. lessons. You know, probably, and maybe and you've you got listen. some stories about your, maybe, your pupils. Maybe you have talk. Yeah, that's right. Maybe you want to hit back when driving instructors yeah. hit back. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing that Friday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The driving instructor's already hitting back. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah. an instructor. I had a student who insisted on removing her shoes and cracking her toes before starting <laughs> a lesson. Oh, lovely. Wow. This is a good one. I'm Pete, the driving instructor. I was once out with a young lady who asked me if we could pull into a garage because she felt some cramp coming on. So we stopped. She jumped out and disappeared around the corner. Two minutes later, she turned up with a pizza from Domino's that she ordered just before her lesson started. (laughs) So, okay, maybe when pupils take liberties as well. A fair point. Talksport.com, text 8 to 89, tweet TSHNJ. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Tomo the Terrier says, I managed to take 12 lessons and be put in for my test without ever having taken a right turn. The instructor kept me on a massive loop around the outskirts of Huddersfield with not one right turn negotiated. It's a very basic skill you need to pass. I think you need that, don't you? Turn right here, mate. No right. No no right. right. Anyway. We've um, had a suggestion, Paul. Um, I'll read it out for you. Um, to, To give your listeners... I feel like I'm... You've got to get into the voice. The We've voice. had a lot of people talking about when driving instructors take liberties and you've been telling us your stories. Yes. Well, let's redress the balance yeah. now, Charlie, shall <laughs> to we? To give your listeners a balanced view about driving instructors, please make your listeners aware that as a driving instructor with 20 years of experience, oh, yeah. my lessons are designed to be good value for money, a good return on investment and fit for purpose. The instructors that you have been talking about are clearly not professionals <laughs> and only contribute to giving the industry a bad reputation perhaps you could invite your listeners to phone in with their positive experiences just a thought just a thought yeah just not <laughs> not sure that's quite as not interesting sure and why are you working on the basis that he speaks like you're almost certainly right you don't know i don't know who he is thank you for listening i'm probably not listening anymore yeah after that i can imagine there we are okay about that. Um, so do keep those coming. We've got loads of really good ones. I'm just trying to squeeze in a quick one, shall we? Yeah. Took my driving test in Aylesbury and my examiner was from Wales. As it turns out, I was his first exam in the area. Halfway round the test, he asked me if I was lost, thinking I'd taken a wrong turn. I told him I wasn't. He then replied, well, I am. So just go back to the test centre and I'll pass you, <laughs> says Ryan. Nice. Yes, beautifully well done, Ryan. done. Yes. Very good. And uh, Absolutely Ab- Abduin Truro says, could you tell Charlie that we love the show in St. Austin on Saturday? Oh, that's nice. Despite the six foot two people oh, yeah. bashing. Oh, that's Are you having you a go? That's part to, of the set, is it? you have to see the show for that. you have to see the show. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, you still a few dates left on the tour, Charlie? A few dates left, yes, very much. Uh, well, where should we find out about the dates? Uh, uh, CharlieBakerComedy.com. Yeah. Uh, Will you be doing that voice? D- that, doing hello. That? Yeah, <laughs> I don't do that voice. Maybe I'll write something for yeah, that bring voice. Bring something in. Why not? Yeah, drive an instructor, man. The new character that 
takes you to the O2, the big room. Um, I think you'll find. Oh, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Thank you very much uh, for when driving instructors take liberties oh, yeah, this lovely, afternoon. Yeah. We have had the uh, the record uh, balanced by an instructor who does a very good job. Um, <laughs> Steve from Durham says, learnt to drive straight in a four-tonne army truck yes. in the early 90s pre-camera tracking etc our instructor used to collect us from the barracks in Hull and collect building materials from his house in Beverly <laughs> and deliver it to his daughters in Bridlington twice a week for four months we actually delivered the whole extension <laughs> <laughs> well no, you could stuff. argue that they would argue I'm sure that this yeah. is all good practice yeah, and maybe good. if you are going to pop into B&Q I think my instructor used to do things he'd pop into Tesco's now and again yeah. so just pull in here I've just, I won't be five minutes and I'll put it on at the end I but you know no. you're in a busy car park exactly. it's, all, it's all good Driving prop, skills, prop, isn't proper it? Proper practice. Mine used to go, more gas, more gas, <laughs> I would. At a junction, I, I would. W- What's I he looking would. at? <laughs> I would. Oh, OK, so we get to a junction. <laughs> yeah, get to a junction and right. if you were a bit hesitant, I would. Oh. I, more gas. <laughs> more gas. Still say it now. You to still this say day, it now. More gas. So when you come to teach your uh, kids, yeah, yes, yes. you're going to do it. I mean, yeah, Stan, I mean I Stan's I not far off of learning, is he? It's quite an explosive relationship. I can't see it going well, Paul, yeah. if I'm honest. I'm going to, I think I will uh, let someone else... I do, do like that. the idea of you sitting again. More gas. That would be good. I would. More gas. <laughs> Not sure about I would. Um, so, uh, we move on to the Bellinghams. Could they be the new Charltons? Because let's not forget that Jude has a younger brother oh, yeah. at uh, Birmingham City. Um, he uh, scored his second goal in three England under-18 games yesterday. Um, and you say, you always get these stories. Oh, yeah, his brother's coming through. Yeah, and yeah. he's even better than him. But is he? Is that is that asking too much, looking at just how good Jude is? Uh, Ian Danter, of course, TalkSport commentator and Birmingham City fan, joins us now. Good afternoon, Dance. Good afternoon, gents. Yes. So, I mean, that's, it's a lot to ask, and it's a bit unfair on a kid of 18. You did, mm. But having said that, by this stage, is it Joby? It's not Job, but is it Joby or Job? Well, it's, it's either or, I think. Okay. At, at <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I've always gone with Job up to this point, but I could be wrong. But by this stage, uh, his brother had already had his shirt um, retired by Birmingham City so he has got a lot to live up to anyway yeah, hasn't he? It, it, it's hard to, to do the old Pepsi <laughs> challenge between the two because in that one year that, that Jude has had at Birmingham Spitfield he started 32 games of the 41 appearances he made in the championship whereas uh, Job has only made one start this season and he's made what doesn't also substitute appearances mm. in championship games but of course that's that's coming onto the pitch with typically 20-15 minutes to go mm. so it's very hard not only because they play in slightly different positions Job is a slightly wider midfielder than the more central midfielder but it's it's very hard to make direct comparisons but it's lovely to see that he's getting goals against Croatia and Switzerland for the uh, for the under 18s uh, that's you know really encouraging yeah, I mean, it's, it, there's every chance, isn't there, if he trains on, that you could see the pair of them playing in the team together, it's, like it's the not, Nevilles and the Charltons. It's not beyond the wit of man <clears> that, that <throat> it, it could happen. I mean, the next 12 to 18 months are going to be very important for Joe because Birmingham as a club, as you know, over the past five or six years have been in a terrible, mm. per- perilous financial state. And it was actually the sale of Jude to Borussia Dortmund that helped stave off a lot of even worse financial problems. And also the, the sale of Shea Adams to Southampton as well. I shouldn't really forget that. 
But, you know, the, the accounts were released uh, on Monday. There's a loss of, you know, 24, 25 million quid. It's all looking uh, pretty sad once again. And what, what happens in those instances is you're looking at what assets Birmingham you've got in the yeah. playing staff. And I guess Job, even though, as I say, only one start in the championship this season, he, along with the likes of Jordan James and Alfie Chang, would be thought of as, as assets. But at this point, Job can't possibly be sold for as much as Jude was to Dortmund. No, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Dance. I mean, my dad always say, my dad always says you can only sell something once, you know, so get what you can. But with footballers, it doesn't seem to be that, does it? Hmm. You can sell them and then you get the sell-on fee and then the sell-on fee. So I suppose whoever's doing the deal, however Birmingham City do sell him, if and when they do sell him, <clears> that deal is like absolutely yeah. crucial to them, isn't it? And they're also waiting to see what happens with Jude because if there is, I'm led to believe, a sell-on clause that Birmingham put in place when Jude left for Dortmund. So if a, a mega club comes in for Jude this summer, there's a chunk of change heading Birmingham's way. And goodness only knows we need it because the stadium repairs, not just you know the financial problems, I'm sure you both know that the stadium's still half shut because the, the cop stand that runs all the way along the one touchline, the bottom tier is shut because they found asbestos under mm-hmm. the stands. Same goes with the bottom tier of the Tilton Road end behind the goal at one end. Those still haven't been fixed and they've got to find... About five million quid to, oh. to to get those repairs completed. They've got the specialist, you know, companies to get the work done, but the cash flow simply isn't there. So players like Joe. I mean, I remember there was a fire sale before under the previous ownership when people like Damari Gray and Jordan Much and Jack Butland were sold for an awful lot <clears throat> less than what we Birmingham fans perceived as being market value. So. We're careering towards another summer of uncertainty where people like Craig Gardner, the technical director, he's, he's, he's pulling all sorts of the best he can do to try and get the wage bill down because mm. the wage bill's still pretty, pretty astronomical. And, and Joe won't be one of those players who's on big money because he's, he's only just signed pro forms. But the, the club's in a terrible state. So any mm. cash flow that can come in will be, will be welcome. But does that mean that players get sold for less than their market value is because there's a desperation for cash flow. Talking of uh, sell-on fees, it was disappointing to hear Barry... Hello, mate! (laughs) Barry Fry on breakfast the other day saying that... um, they weren't going to get a million from Ivan Tony playing for England. Oh, that wasn't no, part, that wasn't of, the part deal. of it. What a, what a shame. shame. I'm sure Darren Ferguson was, he was probably watching that thing in I. I. Barry caught me out on Saturday. I was on air doing game day live. I was halfway through a link and suddenly I blowed out from the other side of the stadium. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's all right, keep right on. That's it. <laughs> in my favourite three words now, Dench, keep right on. Uh, he's very happy with that, Barry. Yeah, he, he's, he'll be, but then. You know, for every Ivan Tony that doesn't early mean how many great deals has Barry? Yeah, you, you know, conjured. I'm, ju- over I'm the just years. looking at him on racing TV. What Barry? Yeah, he's, I'm, I he think gone he's, he's, he's gone racing. He's, at, he's on racing TV at the moment in the, in the parade ring. Is he really? How's he, he looks, looking? Is he looking? Is, is looks he exactly the same. He's he not sweating up in there. He's not <laughs> looking like he's. he's take I'm a, a trip. Now, Dan. <laughs> they put, they put <laughs> blinkers on him, Dan. They <laughs> put blinkers on him. That's right. He's got the cheek pieces on Baz today. Definitely. <laughs> There's a thought. Oh dear. Okay, Dan's good to talk to you. Thanks very much. All right, chaps, take it easy. Thank you. Let's see, and Dan to there. Back on commentary duty uh, this weekend.
on uh, Talksport. Luton versus uh, Watford. Oh, He's with lovely. David Connolly. Talksport two exclusive. Twelve thirty on Saturday. A choice of listening because we have the little matter of City versus Liverpool as game day here on Talksport. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, I'm off to a match tonight. I'm going yeah, with you, aren't I, Charlie? I, I, it seems to be like a bunch of. Talk, uh, talk sport vultures coming yeah. to watch Talkie United tonight. I'm going to watch, yeah, it's just the last rights. I'm going there. I want Rubber, my... Rubbernecking, I think it is. Just <laughs> is. coming in to see how bad it can actually get. Yeah, we're going Boreham Wood. I Boreham think Adrian's Wood there, isn't he? Working and Adrian Nigel Adley and uh, yeah. Jim Proudfoot. Jim Proudfoot. Jim's a Talkie, he is a talkie fan, fan, so you know. I saw Jim. So it's, I didn't know it turned into a works do. I know, so it's going to be very much looking Christmas party. I mean the, the quality of the football I've been watching under Conte. It's going to be a, it's going to be like watching Tick Attacker, really. Well. Watching uh, Boreham Wooden uh, and Torquay. You look, it's not over till it's over. But no, I've got. I, this I is, think tonight's it's over. The you think tonight's the turning tonight, point? Don't you, Paul? Tonight. This is it tonight. Okay, In Gary, well, well, we trust. I do. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Thank you for all your emails, texts and tweets yeah, this afternoon of when the driving instructors take liberties. We know there's lots of good ones who would never dream of doing mm. this, and we've heard from one or two, obviously. Thank you very but much. But the, yeah, the more interesting tales are uh, around those that have. So do bear with us <laughs> if you are a good driving instructor who would never dream of doing this. Now, beyond that, a couple yes. of things to get you involved in. Charlie's uh, rocked up today at work with a rather fetching homemade ring. It's a beautiful piece of homemade jewellery. lovely, isn't it? It is lovely, yeah. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's kind of a rainbow Rainbow. Ring. It's, these are called loom bands. Loom oh, bands, I don't yeah. Know, I, don't, I think your kid's probably a bit old for, yeah, for yeah, loom yeah. bands. Um, mm. they, were, they were more popular a, a sort of about five or six years ago, but they're, they when when kids hit about seven or eight, yeah. I think they're quite... They can, Make them at school themselves. or at home? At home. Mm-hmm. My, so my daughter has made me this beautiful rainbow ring. From Lovely, it is nice. Her loom bands, Paul. And she said, do you promise to wear it to work yeah. tomorrow? And I promised, Paul. What do I do? Betty's she's, if she's Betty, listening, you've she's worn looking it, at me you've worn it all with, her, day. with her big, big blue eyes. Yeah. And she's going, well, do you promise? What do I say, Paul? You wear it. You wear the ring, course, don't you, Paul? Yeah, you yeah. don't lie to your children. No, of course not. You know, so here I... Not often, anyway. <laughs> I do. I do quite a lot. Yeah, like to them, but uh, so here I am in the. It's on my Instagram. If anyone wants to find we'll it, get a, Baker, we'll put the picture out comedian. on TSHJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and we were thinking the kids made it, kids so you had to wear it, eat it. Yeah. You get the idea with that. The, the pasta shell pictures on yeah. the fridge, Paul. You know, your reaction to them is quite important. It's because it's deep seated insecurity for people if their parents never went. That's great. You did yeah. a great job. Yeah. You know, you spend your life. Within reason, don't talk them up too much, otherwise they you sort of they end up on the X Factor, you know. You think? Just some, somebody's got to be prepared to say one day, you can't you, sing. He's not very good at it. Don't make a fool of yourself. Well, I have a I theory mean, on that, actually, Paul. Oh, okay. The people sing now. You know those people who, who can't sing and they don't know they can't sing? Yeah. I think it's because people sing now with headphones on. They all sing to themselves with oh, headphones so on. So they, they can only hear the voice of Adele. Yeah, so they're going, I sound like Adele. I sound absolutely yeah. amazing. Never mind, I'll find. But all the other people on the train are <laughs> hearing moving. that, you know. Yeah. Hello, that's it's a good, me. Charlie, it's a, it's a good, it's a good theory. theory, isn't yeah, it? You yeah, know? yeah. So there we are. So, so. Um, the kids. I, I mean, I used. To, I'd get like towards the end of the. Six the kids week, made it. Well, yeah. When the kids made it, whether it be edible or wearable. Yeah. Uh, and so you had to wear it or or eat it. I yeah. used to get to the end of the summer holidays sometimes when I was very young, 
and uh, I played football like all day for about five and a half, six weeks. Yeah, it? Yeah, it was the real kind of dog days of the school holidays. <laughs> and it might be raining, so I think, I'll make a cake. And I could see my oh, mum's yeah. face sink. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we'd, get, we'd go and get a cake mix normally. It was easy. And I'd stand <laughs> up on a chair, mixing it all up. And my dad would come home. And it was this bone-dry bit of Victoria yeah. sponge or something. <laughs> and I'd sit there looking at him, just staring at him with my arms folded across the table saying, Dad, you've got to have my cake. Do you and like again, it? I, can, I can see now he was thinking, oh, yeah. God, he's made a cake. It's that time of year yeah. and and he, that we said oh I'll have, to, I'll have to have a cup of tea with it <laughs> just to break it down so it doesn't choke <laughs> just yeah, yeah, when, solid when they've made biscuits at school well, you yeah. see you know what little lads and little girls are like yeah. fingers up their nose fingers <laughs> everywhere <isn't> it? <laughs> all going in the same thing yeah. oh eat your biscuit oh, oh no, God, in front it. of them you know so anyway the kids uh, the kids made it so you had to wear it eat it whatever talksport.com text 1889 tweet TS H and J peppermint creams we used to make me and my mum me and my mum Peppermint, cream. peppermint that's quite, creams. That's, quite, that's what we. That's quite glamorous. Our old mate Stuart Pierce would say. <laughs> Thinking about it now, it's quite quite seventies, isn't it? A peppermint yeah, cream. It is. That's Basically, right. icing well, sugar. Will you knock me some up? I mean, not this evening. We're going to the match. But <laughs> I'll tell you, you what, make me some I'll peppermint make, creams. I'll bring you some peppermint creams in. I'll have to get the recipe from from my mum. Yeah, I think it's just sugar and peppermint. Okay, I'll bring some in on Thursday, Brilliant, Charlie. Peppermint well, look, creams day, lovely. Look, yeah, so this, don't don't miss that on Thursday here on Talk Sport. <laughs> and another, go on. I know we're throwing a lot at you, but I did wonder whether you've got a pre-match routine or a, a, what gets you up for a performance as a Sunday morning, Saturday yes. afternoon footballer, cricketer, because you probably saw the story about flat. Uh, Flat Boy Slim, which is a different, <laughs> it's a completely different act. It's Great a two-dimensional version of Fat Boy Slim. Great estate agent, name, that. If anyone's looking, <laughs> yeah, Flat Boy Slim. Yeah, it would be good, yeah, wouldn't it? Be Down in the Brighton area, he does lettings. It would be. He, yeah. does, he does lettings. He does sales. Yeah, you know, he's there. He's got a new block on the side of a mini. Yeah. That look great, wouldn't it? Flat Boy Slim. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, Harry gets up for a gig these days. He said it involves three red balls, putting on an Hawaiian shirt, removing my shoes and being slapped really hard across the face by my tour manager. Oh, lovely. And then he goes straight on stage. That thing of, whoa, yeah. he's in the moment. You know, Very nice. A mixture of red ball and a sort of casual violence. <laughs> so um, I've, I've mentioned before that... I always uh, think when boxers go, get like a couple of punches, get, get a couple of punches in the face in yeah. before I go out. And then a little warm-up. <laughs> so well, it's not a shock when I'm out there getting punched in the face. The story was that when Alan... I'm sure Mike has told this, when Alan Brazil and Mike Parry were bringing you the breakfast on TalkSport many moons ago, they would go into a little side room before the show, because it was five to six and very early, and you have to get yourself up yeah. for the moment. They would um, swear at each other and, and sort of shout at each other for a few minutes Lovely. to kind of get yeah. the juice, to get the adrenaline yeah. flowing. So that's, that's nice. I used to um, do... Mm. I did a 50-50 tour once with Josh Whittacombe. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. Um, uh, where we, we I do, I'd do the first half and he'd do the second half, mm. you know. Normally, that's how it works as well. And, and I don't think you mind me telling you, his preparation used to be doing a little bird bath of sort of water on his face just before he went out. A bird bath of water? Just a little bird bath, just a little, some water, some cold water, just slapped on his cheeks, and off he went, on he right. went. There we he are. probably has someone do that for him. Uh, yeah, now he'll pay He probably has somebody that. who comes in and just does it. Probably on his rider. Yeah. An actual, an actual bird bath. Yeah. That's it. He insists on birds do it for him. That's what they come in. Trained, 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 birds. Yes, trained doves. That's yeah, right. Yeah, beautiful. So, um, yes, how do you prepare? Have you got, a, even on a Saturday morning, people say, are you still doing that? A Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon, whatever. 
when you play football yeah. um, or whatever, from a, a bit of preparation before you go and do yeah. whatever it is you Self-up do, for it. Yeah, let exactly. us know. Maybe you can pass that on to the listeners. Yeah, there, there could be a turning point in their football careers. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet J. Um yes. This is from Shane. I had a driving instructor who once had me park in a Sainsbury's car park midwinter. He went in and got a turkey. And then they made me do the rest of the lesson with the aircon on to keep the turkey cold. Well, that's nice. That's, that's all right, great. isn't it? It's great, isn't it? I like this story because it involves the best name for a, in, a driving instructor I think I've ever heard. Okay. Paul, I think you like this character. As mm. soon as I say his name, yeah. you're going to like it. So, And it is in Newton Abbott, this story. I don't know who this person is, but right. there we are. During one of my lessons over in Newton Abbott, my instructor diverted me to pick up another lad during my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, I often used to that do that. That lad then sat back in the back for the rest of the lesson. Yeah. The instructor also asked me to pull into Tesco's while we went shopping. So far, pretty up there with the stories we've had. The driving instructor was called Frank Savory. Oh, oh that's a good name, isn't what it? What a good character name. Yeah. Driving sweet. Passing sweet yeah. with Frank Savory. That's right. Frank, if, I don't know if Frank's still with us, still out there. Frank, uh, we salute yeah, you Frank for, Savory. for your name and your what little... A great name. Uh, he may sue you now for suggesting he went to Tesco's. Of course, <laughs> that's not Frank. He's not that kind of lad. That was from Gavin and Tim, I think. Thank you, Gavin. Go Gavin. after him, not us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And someone's picked up on Flatboy Slim. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, which we you, you mistakenly said earlier, Paul. We said it, but we said Flatboy Slim. I said Flatboy Slim, not Fatboy. He said it'd be a great name for an estate agent. Um, Joe from Skipton's been in touch. He's got us Brandon Block of Flats oh. uh, um, and Trevor Nelson Mandela House. So that's that's what we've got there. So, Talking uh, of Brandon Block, um, <laughs> on my third driving lesson, says uh, Mike from um, Berkshire, he says, third driving lesson, my instructor directed me to Juicen's, uh, other <laughs> fine building companies that yeah. are available, including Trade our good friend's tool station. Tool station. Um, the building... Yeah, say another one, Charlie. <laughs> That's almost as bad as what I said. Uh, but almost. Uh, the building materials company to pick up over 50 bricks for his house extension in the oh, back God. of a Vauxhall Corsa. He said, now be careful because the steering might feel a little bit lighter on the way back. <laughs> he, had, uh, he had a brother who said, go and pick up some straw. Yeah. And he had another brother. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> pick up some twigs. Those, yeah, those pigs. Uh, I was more concerned that I could see less of the road and more of the sky, says Mike. So <laughs> when driving instructors push their luck. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, it's uh, Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. And uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm the world of National League football. Yeah, seem very much looking, looking forward, forward to it, aren't you, to, Paul? To, uh, what, going are you ex- to... what are you expecting? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd like to lord it over you. Like, I've been watching this wonderful football, as I said earlier, and I haven't yeah. been, so I'm, I'm expecting Boreham Wood yeah. to, uh, uh, against Talk, it'd be a step up on Conte Ball, to be honest. You think, no, well, it might be very similar. I think Conte would do well in the, uh, in you the think? National League. Yeah, I think it'd be... So get it in the mixer! Either go two behind or get in front, then park on the edge of your box well, till you're 3-2 down. Well, yeah. we, we have let in more late goals this season. I know, I was quite shocked again I mean, at the weekend. I, I, I think we're, you know how karma works in football? Paul. Yeah, we had in in the season we nearly went up. We had so many late goals, like you know, absolutely loads and loads of. And they're all coming goals. back to bite and you on the bum. All now, coming yeah. now. This is, well, I mean, you ready. were. I mean, wasn't it the ninety fifth minute? You 95th, lost two one at the yeah, weekend. Yeah, we were one nil. Gateshead. One. It? Uh, uh, it was uh, no. no. It was Dagenham. Dagenham and Redbridge. Right. Okay. You have Ineffiong. He's a very good player, actually. Yeah. So we've Scored, got on, yeah. we've got a bit of um, Slough versus Ebbsfleet on yeah. here on BT and time to get me in the mood for. The ex- my expectation. Well, so, yeah, well, uh, this, this on the 4G as well. This is the league you'll be in next year, next, is this right? Well, let's look, hope let, not. Eh? Let's hope not. Okay, let's fair hope, enough. But, but um, it, at the moment, it's, it is like It's not looking good. Well, let's, moment, let's, let's have a great turnaround exactly. start. So it's a bit of a talk tonight, sport out. If, if you win tonight, Paul, you have to come to every game from yeah, last night. Even the ones in Torquay. <laughs> Gary will pay for me. <laughs> yeah, we'll pay you. We'll get you on the... I'll pay yeah. for you. We'll get you down there on the coach, everything. Go and see the lads. All of them, lovely stuff. Yeah, fantastic. Um, nice. Thank you for all your emails and texts yes. uh, today. You're very interesting. Absolutely, loads of lovely stuff. Most yeah. of them, most of them are about when driving instructors take liberties. It's become a bit of a rich scene, this, yeah. isn't it? You, yeah. you've you been. Do... You also asked for people uh, warming up, how people warmed up. For, yeah, this for is things. Fat Boy Slim uh, said that his way of preparing for a gig now is uh, three Red Bulls, put on a Hawaiian shirt, remove my shoes, <laughs> and get slapped really hard around the face <laughs> by my tour manager. It's because he's stopped drinking okay it's because he stopped drinking he doesn't he, he can't remember when he when he DJ'd sober last so that's his, that's oh, now his, okay, his prep right. um, Mike in Brentford says as a kit man I belt out Mr Brightside oh. before all the players arrive to let out any stress before the players come in and stress me out that's, that's Mike nice. bit of killers stand, pre-match standing on his own in the dressing room singing Mr Brightside yeah and folding up the socks nice you know, I'm quite nice impressed at that DJ. level they got a kit man <laughs> Um, yes, where's this one gone? 20 years ago, I was learning to drive. My instructor made me stop at a chippy and uh, we then delivered lunch to a woman. He was also teaching, apparently, and had promised lunch to if she passed. Yeah, oh, right, okay. reckon. Anyway, I sat outside <laughs> for 10 minutes. Uh, said delivery took place. He returns and we go on with the lesson. Different time, says Sam in, uh, in Bista. <laughs> Suggesting um, it was some kind of booty exact, call. Exactly, lovely. But, but, like, like sort of uh, those old films from the 70s, like Confessions of a Driving Instructor. <laughs> Good old Robin Asquith. <laughs> yeah. That's they right, lovely? yes. Uh, how would you update those films now, Paul? Um, Confessions. Well, I'd, I'd put you in them for a start. <laughs> Confessions I of could a see you in mobile the... phone salesman. I could, yes, that's right. I'm going to give her some free minutes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there, Charlie. <laughs> 
Now you Join Gianni on the sports bar, <laughs> especially after the last 10 minutes. I was talking about Linton earlier, um, Paul, because I'm on tour and I was in Linton on Sunday night. Yeah. So a nice little sort of seasidey place. Um, and and uh, Steve Hobbs has been in touch. Somerset County Cricket Club played Linton AFC in a foot. Now, actually, one thing about Linton is it has the most unbelievable cricket pitch. Does it like, really? Like you, you sort of go around a corner over a cliff and there just... Out of nowhere is this uh, cricket pitch. Do Google Linton cricket pitch. Okay. Anyway, Somerset County Cricket Club played uh, Linton AFC in a football friendly in the early oh. 80s. So, you know, Botham, Viv Richards, all those oh, people. Wow. And I was telling telling you, it's, you know, on cliff sides, the yeah, whole yeah. drive in. Driving in, they had to stop and get Viv Richards to lie down across the seats in the back of one of the cars as he was scared about going down the coastal road. So oh. Viv just didn't fancy it at all. I mean, it is it is absolutely crazy. So wow, we does sound it sounds it sounds kind of pretty. I imagine in lovely weather, it's a nice nice drive, isn't it? I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine it'd be absolutely it, sort of places you drive out of in the dark, and suddenly a, a horse will come around the corner. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Animals in the road. Yeah, that sort of. That's sign, your new you series know. on Channel Five, isn't it, Charlie? <laughs> basically, you keep saying these things on the basis that Channel Five will commission. Trying to get them. it, yeah. Charlie Animals Baker's in the road. Animals in the road. Now, ring doorbells is my is not or any other sort of uh, doorbell yeah. camera is available. The footage from them, I think that'll be the next big thing, don't you think, Paul? We've yeah. seen so many dash cam crashes. Yeah. There's so many programmes like that. And you've got motorway cops, you've got traffic cops. Charlie Baker's got, uh, ring doorbell <laughs> yeah, ring do- mishaps. Mishap, people falling over. Posting going. You know, yeah. all, all sorts of stuff. In the know. ice. It's going to be good, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Gonna and you're available one. for the voice. I can do right? that if you want. Okay. Fantastic. Let's look at this idiot crossing the road outside yeah. 42 Asquith Street. He thought he'd get away with it, but it was picked up by this ring by doorbell. This ring doorbell, yeah. Um, can I ask you a Ring clear... doorbell one. Yes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have your top 10 ring doorbell fails. Yeah, I can see it, Charlie. It's a winner. It's good. Um, I want to ask you a serious question okay, now because like you it. do the National Obsession podcast do, with John yeah. Cadigan. I do. Um, and Wolves and Brentford fans will be interested in okay, this. A little yeah. piece in the papers the other day. Wolves and Brentford are among a stack of teams watching non-league defender Kellen Fisher. Ooh. Are you aware of him? He's a right-back. He's 18. He has caught the eye of the Premier League Kellen clubs. Kellen Fisher, where is he? Playing for Bromley. Plays for Bromley. Oh, I'm looking yeah. at the producer. No, um, he's... No, he's not on your radar. Well... I mean, basically, you pretend your podcast isn't a talky <laughs> podcast, but it is really, I've heard it? of Kellen Fisher. The only thing about Bromley is they play on the 4G pitch and it feels a bit cheaty. It's a leveller, isn't it? feels cheaty. Oh, okay. That's what it feels. Fair enough. I feel like 4G pitches are cheating. Okay. Um, Hull and uh, Swansea have looked at him as well. Yeah. Ten scouts went to watch the game against Yeovil, yeah. apparently. Yeah, so. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good players in that in that division. Uh, none better than Macaulay Langstaff, yeah. who is on 38 goals, I think. And the, the, the National League record is... For Rick, a season. Is, is Ricky Hills mm. uh, in the 16... 16- Ricky Hill? Not Ricky, right. Ricky Miller, sorry. Ricky I was going to say, yeah. Ricky Miller. Um, and he scored 16 between... Uh, 16 and 17 season mm. he scored 40 goals for Dover wow uh, in that so season right, we may speak to him maybe because he's right on the cusp of seeing his record yeah, broken yeah Macaulay Langstaff is, yeah. is just about to uh, do that yes I actually I'm hosting a, a non-league special tonight on BT Sport called The Football's On if anyone okay. wants to uh, watch that tonight if you're a non-league fan right that'll be on tonight to get everybody in the mood after yeah, after, after the game tonight. Is there a full programme tonight? Is there a lot of games tonight? In yeah, the full programme okay. of the National League, yeah. Of Excellent. Course. Yeah, yeah. So, um, still to come this afternoon, we are going to talk a bit of Wales. Uh, they're in action tonight. You've seen the, uh, the Wales fans have a new song. So that's the way I like it, uh, by oh, yeah. Casey and the Sunshine Band. And uh, always got a good travelling army. Wales away, I like it, oh, they say. Good nice. song, isn't it? 
Well I'm, done, I'm trying to work out how it scans. Except it is Wales away. Okay, I like it. But of course, oh, yeah, they won't like sing it. at night because they're at home. And right. Gareth Bale will be in attendance. He's oh, coming over nice. to say a proper farewell to oh, the fans. Give him a wave. Which is nice. He's torn himself away from Maroon 5, his new love. That and golf. <laughs> they're going to have to do a new flag. Maroon 5, <laughs> golf, Wales. Why does he like Maroon 5 so much? I didn't see that. He, that was a, new... he was at one of their gigs the other oh, day, and it, which allowed me to play Charlie... It's not Charlie, Andy, yeah. yesterday. It's a Maroon 5 song, oh, starting with the most popular. Yeah. He'd heard of three out of the five, okay. but he was a bit high court judge about the others, oh. even though they were massive hits. So, well, yeah. there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, we're going to bring you Celebrity Combination Lock. Yes, uh, thank the, goodness. The quiz they're all talking about. Mm. Uh, series 2. Of course, uh, Adam Rowe finished Series 1 with a big jackpot win. Yeah, he was 24. He had the 24th go, I think. Yes. So let's see if someone so can do it a bit now. quicker. It's a very simple game. We'll explain all because uh, our next contestant joins us now. He's uh, actor, comedian, podcaster. Singer, musical theatre actor. Singer, that's right, yes. Amazing. Um, <laughs> Is there anything he can do? Yeah. <laughs> 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 a member of the heebie-jeebies uh, back in the day. KYTV, and of course, one of the one of those we said, uh, Michael Fenton Stevens, should introduce him. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello. How are you? All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah very this good. is Thank the quiz. You. The quiz that everyone's talking about. So mm-hmm. everybody I speak to, they all say to me, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. <laughs> well, they've got a point. We haven't quite worked it out. But we were saying there is this kind of there, there were people that turned up in one episode of Only Falls, but have become kind of legends. Of the series, yeah. I was, uh, yeah. Apart, there was there's you, of course, with the Groovy Gang as the head of the Groovy mm. Gang, looking after Rodney in that uh, famous episode. Um, Vasper and my dear friend Philip Pope, Philip Pope, who, Pope, who, as, who was yeah. the pub singer, wasn't he, Phil? Yeah, he was. He mm. sang Quying, didn't he? He did. That was it. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's very funny. And say Vas Blackwood as well, who was the shadow in that famous one when they were held yeah. hostage. It's funny. The kind of you people recognise you for that because it's been show, shown so many times, isn't and it, millions episode? of well, people watched it when it yeah. first came out, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Well, it's true, but there's hardly a day goes by where some van driver doesn't wind his window down. And shout, you know, groovy, mate, at me. And I go, hey, yeah, that's it. I never I quite understand it. But actually, you know, if I, if it's a problem for me, then you should talk to Jim Broadbent, yeah, who yeah. says, you know, that who's, who's won Oscars, hasn't he? I mean, he's basically been Oscar nominated. Yeah. yeah, Been in hundreds of films, done amazing performances, Harry Potter and all that sort of stuff. And he said that if you, if he's ever recognised in the street, someone says to him, oi, Slater. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. We, we spoke... We spoke to the, the late, great Roger Lloyd Pack about it and he mm. came on the show once years ago and I said, how many times roughly would you say someone shouts, Oi Trigger or Dave or Where's Your <laughs> yeah. Broom a day oh. from a van? And he went, probably about 50. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's, that's whenever, more than me. I'm not sure I could take that. Whenever but, he walked uh, the streets. Yeah. I don't mind it. I'm always amazed. I'm, a, I'm astonished. I suppose actually people have probably seen me grow old uh, over the years no. in different parts and then you sort of think because I can never quite understand how they can recognise me from the well frankly rather gorgeous man I was <laughs> you were, at I mean, the age of 31 you really were wow what a guy <laughs> I mean what, the thing you do now as well is you've got a you've got a podcast that yeah. you, you, you you do and it's uh, it's uh, a brilliant tell us about the tell us about your podcast Mike my podcast is very good fun I talk to people uh, that I even I've met over the years and I ask them the simple 
simple question of tell me five things from any time in your life that you would like to have in a time capsule. And you can have four things that you cherish, you'd like to have again or see again or experience again. And one thing that you'd like to put in there so we can bury it in the ground and you never have to think about it again. And the conversations I've had with people have been extraordinary. Really, some of them very moving, some of them very funny. You know, um, yes, Sean Walsh made me laugh for about five minutes yeah, nonstop. Funny. Yeah, he is funny. He's a funny man. Yeah, yeah. And so we had a lovely job. Charlie, I, I can't remember our episode. We did yeah, one, didn't we? We did. We did a lovely one, yes. I enjoyed we it We did very a lovely much. one. Enjoyed yeah. it very much. But you have a, I like the, the sort of breadth of people you have on as well. You don't have just actors and performers. You no. have all sorts of people. It's, it's, it's really good. People really should seek it out. Yeah, they've Thank got you. a whole back catalogue. You've been doing it for a couple of years and you've got so, Stephen Fry, Rick Waitman, Mark Gatiss, Chris Allison, yeah. Richard Coles and Richard Herring, David Baddiel, etc. So you've got a lot of people... Lots there. of people, yeah, and lots of people coming up, and some interesting people as well. I think you know, I've got some. Uh, I'm going to be doing it with Dave Gorman, who I've always been a oh, fan yeah. of yeah, for a long right. time, and that's going to be our very first live thing. I'm doing it at a festival, so I'm oh. going to see how it works in front of an audience. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, so you know, if you no hear me, you. yeah, there'll be me <laughs> and Dave Gorman sitting there talking to each other and complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> now you are a Manchester United fan, Michael. I am, yeah, lifelong. Actually, I'm, I was born not. Well, not more than about 100 metres from, or as we call them, yards, from uh, from Millwall Football Club. Right. Uh, yes, and uh, <laughs> but I was also born in 1958, in February 1958, so around the time of the Munich air disaster. Mm-hmm. And my father switched. He switched from being a Millwall supporter to being a Man United supporter because he felt they needed the support. Wow. <laughs> as if they do. But that's rather nice. And so yeah. he brought me up as a... So, you know, what can you do? When you're brought up that way, you're stuck with it, you know. And I've had to suffer all those victories. It's been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling about the, the, the new ownership battle that's going on at the moment? Well, I'm rather hoping it's not... We're not going to go the route of so many clubs and just be another uh, thing owned by... Uh, I don't know, just an investment company. Yeah. I like the idea that, that actually an owner could be or might actually be interested in the club. So I'm quite interested in the English owner because Jim I like Rick the idea Cliff, yeah. also Jim that, Rick that, Cliff, yeah. that they're a fan, you know. Mm. Yeah. Good. But, you know, it's a it's a weird world, isn't it? I it sometimes is. watch Man United play and I think to myself, is this the club I supported? I don't know if it is. It's just huge and it's worldwide yeah. and, and, you know, and, and I – I would occasionally like to see them play at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> it, it, it is the club you support because the fans are the club. The fans are the only constant in any club. So true, so all the fans are there. So the, the the fans are the club. So it is the same club. I'm afraid. Mm. Absolutely, and we will be there. We would be there even if everything went sour, as it yeah. has with other clubs. You know, mm. I mean, if it all fell apart and we went down to the third division, we'd still be there. We'd still be supporting them and hoping they could, um, you know, they could beat Torquay. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, um, that's, I think it's time then, isn't it? It's time. It's time. Celebrity combination it's time. lock in. It's time. Yeah. Let's, let's give it the big. Let's give don't it the knock big, the lock. The big build up. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Celebrity Combination Lock with your hosts, Paul Hawksby and lock keeper Charlie Baker. 
Yes, it's series two of Celebrity Combination, yes. not the, the second episode of series two. Yeah. Don't knock the lock, Paul. What don't we knock? The lock. The lock. <laughs> there right. it is. Beautiful. <laughs> the lock. Everybody. The lock. Our guest last week did knock the lock, so we don't know whether... I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was Chloe Petz. Was it yeah, Chloe she Petz? Knocked, she knocked she the knocked lock. She knocked the lock. And, uh, um, what? Subsequently didn't win. She didn't win, of course. Yes. Um, no, I, w- I would never, never knock the lock. <laughs> it's I'm going to unlock the lock. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's what we, I won't, do we want. We want to unlock the lock. That's unlock? It, yes. I'm not, I'm not going to block. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, <laughs> yeah. Hap- what happened in the last series was Jamie, our assistant producer, yeah. he locked his football kit in his locker and he yeah. couldn't get it couldn't out. Get it out. Couldn't, yeah. get couldn't remember out. the combination. Anyway, we got his football kit out and now he's played the game and he wants to go and have a sauna after the game, oh, doesn't okay. he? And, and the sauna is locked up with with the combination lock. Because, funny enough, Charlie, you were in a... You was, went to a hotel the other day where the sauna had a combination, combination lock, lock on it. And I saw it and I thought, this is a new storyline. This for, is a new spin-off. For, for, it's a new what? departure for Celebrity Combination, combination lock. lock. So, Jamie, now, he want, he's desperate for a sauna. Yeah. I'm still there. with you. I'm staying with you. He's, you know, he's stood treat there. me as if I'm the listener. It's, it's, <laughs> honestly, I'm still he, listening. It's he stood in his towel. He's stood in his towel. He's embarrassed. I haven't switched channel or anything. He's got shaky hands. He's trying to undo... He's almost naked. Oh. What you're trying to say, Charlie, is um, we need uh, Mike to come up with four numbers to yes. unlock unlock the lock. Um, <laughs> right. So the <laughs> guess unlock the lock. Unlock the lock. The guess last week, uh, Chloe Petz, Palace fan, comedian, yes. writer. She went four two three one. There was one Ooh. correct number in there out of four two three one. Not in the correct place though. So there you may are, want to Mike. reposition one of those numbers in your guess. So it is pretty straightforward. It's just a chance, Mike, to try and guess the four numbers mm. and uh, guess the uh, combination on Celebrity Combination Lock. Right. Take it away. Good luck to you. How Mike. interesting. The numbers I was going to choose would have started with the numbers four and two. Oh, wow. Well, we, know, we know one of those is wrong. one of those is right or wrong. Yes. Right. right. I, well, I think I'm going to go for four mm. and I'm going to put it second. Okay. okay. So I think it's something four. Mm. But it's not two, three, or one. Okay. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go six, four, yeah. seven. Are you allowed to repeat numbers? Mm, yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. In this yeah. game. Yeah. In this game. Not in this. Not in this game. But in this game, actually. In, yeah. in but this if that's game. Correct yeah. one. It won't. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. What, what did I go for? Six, six four, four, seven, seven. Yeah. I'm going. Six again. That is definitely yeah. the most thought anybody's ever yeah, put really, into yeah, separate really combination locks. So. Six, four, seven, six. Let's put those numbers in. Six, four, yeah. four mm-hmm. yeah. seven, okay, yep. six. Okay, five, five, the tension. The tension. Here we go. Six, six four, yeah. four, four. That's four going in now. Seven. That's the seven going in. Somebody's left a fire door open. There's a real draft coming through. He's, he's freezing up. No, no. His legs are seizing up. There we are. So, uh, how many? Let's find out uh, from the, the lockkeeper. How many you did get right, Mike? Here we go. Mm. Zero. Zero. Right. No. There None we of are. those numbers. Oh, so. that's four. Six. Gone. Four. Well, seven. But that's six. useful for, for the next person. It is. What a nice thought. And I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm going to come back on until I get it right. Okay? <laughs> Every week. Can so, you come back so, next week? Yes. <laughs> we had a lovely no, day. It's weekly. It's, it's weekly. It's weekly, okay. yeah. I don't yeah, think we, I'm going to live long enough for this. We try, and do, we try and do this every week. I mean, yeah, it's 20, ridiculous. 20, 24 weeks it's This is the second time. series. How do, you, how do you bear the tension I mean, between... We're waiting for telly tonight. I'm looking for the world. <laughs> no interest so far. No, not so far. Hang on a minute. 
my mobile's going. It's oh, okay. oh, it's a lot. There yeah, is. Yeah. Don't knock the lot. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You've been telling us about the driving instructors who took liberties mm. over the years. It's been a rich scene. Thanks for all your stories. Callum says, I had a driving instructor who used to sell... Um, what could we call them? A copy handbags. <laughs> uh, we drove to his house on one of my lessons so he could grab a bunch of them, drop them off at his counterfeit clients. Oh, nice. Great, marvellous. What a nice little thing you're representing. Accessory there, to you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a number of driving lessons with a slightly older driving instructor. My one hour lesson never lasted more than 40 minutes as we had to drive back to his place so he could go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not great, it's not is great. it, really? I do have a rule at the football, actually, Paul, which, I have, which, which is when one of my wife and I go, just no kissing. No kissing at the football. So when we go to the match tonight... I think I am just about okay. managed that. <laughs> no kissing. I'll Paul. do my best. No kissing. There's some very good-looking Torquay fans. Jules Nixon, the face of drinking on trains. You'll meet, <laughs> you'll meet him tonight, Paul. Really good. No kissing at the football. Right. Is that, is that a hard and fast rule that Hard you and fast rule I have. No kissing at the football. Okay. Not even really any chatting either. Just watch it's the not game. something I've ever kind of thought would be an issue oh, before. I don't like it when people sit down and they want to have a big chat. It's like, we're at the football, watch the football. Oh, yeah. Like, that, I don't, don't want to get into life. I'm at the football to forget about life. Yeah, we spent two weeks there. Because occasionally you, you kind of, if the game's not good, which generally at Tottenham yeah. recently haven't been. Oh, yeah, we had two weeks there. And yeah. the, the food wasn't bad. Oh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't go, I'd just go half bald if I, And you can't, you can't. <laughs> can't tune out of it. You can't tune out of it, can you? Watch the game. Shout at the ref. Difficult. Do the those. No, don't yeah, shout at the ref, it's, obviously. It's true. But you can't Rest really have a go at job. people. You can't really have a go at people in a crowd at a football ground saying, stop talking oh, yeah, about I'm, your I life. Can, I think have you, you done that? You should. That's the point. Okay. It's not people speaking to me. People can do what they, in their own time. They can do what they like. People want to talk to me. I'm at the foot. Talk to me about oh, the football. What about that? No kissing. You've got a lot of rules about watching football. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That there was how are. today how unfolded. Nice. Very enjoyable it was too. We're now off to Borehamwood versus um, Torquay United. United. And very much goals. looking forward to my dalliance in the National League. I can't believe you've won full kit, Paul, but that's good of you. Yeah, you look good. I, 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 I went out and bought a full Torquay <laughs> kit. Sock tags, I'm ready to go. I can't wait. No shin pads, just the socks. Just it's not, really, it's a lovely look. I've got a big bench coat on, Torquay <laughs> bench coat with PH on there. So I'm really geared up. I'm really ready really to go. Ready I might for get it. the way you're playing, I might get 10 minutes. <laughs> so we'll see. Anyway, I'm sure we'll report back on that tomorrow. And Andy joins me from one. Do hope you can uh, join us. Uh, and Charlie's back on Thursday, yes. of course. Uh, so, yes, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.